Hey everyone, we are back with Tom French for little part three of Talks That Don't Suck. Hope you've uh, enjoyed our journey and today we're getting into the, the nitty gritty of things, giving the talk. Tom, how are you this, How are you today? I'm, I'm pretty good, pretty good. What's been a highlight this week? What's going on? Oh, this, this week, I gave blood yesterday, which is always fun because they give you free food. So, yeah, wow, what kind of food do you get? Uh, you get like like chips and milkshakes and really? Uh, yeah, yeah, I, t- I took an extra chocolate milk for myself, brought it home. It's in the fridge Ooh. now. I'm pretty excited about. How many times have you given blood? Not not as many as I'd like because I've been I've been doing it for years, but then I have these huge gaps where I forget to book in. So I think I've yeah. done it maybe 15. 15 times or something. Yeah, cool. That's yeah. impressive. It is. And have you ever used a donating blood story for one of your sermons? Yeah, I did. I, I used it a few weeks ago. I was talking about uh, hope and that, you know, you, you'll, you can endure hardship when you know that there's hope at the end. And so I was talking about how you, you wouldn't, I wouldn't just go and just give blood randomly, but there, one, there's the hope that your blood's going to help someone. But the greater hope for me is that there's chocolate milk at the end. And so I will endure the blood sucking for the chalky milk. Yeah. Love it. Love it. And that's why this guy's written a book on how to write talks that don't suck, because <laughs> his illustrations really don't suck. Well, today, bro. All right. So your book's got five parts. Part four, it jumps into how to give the talk. Um, and so we're just wanting to pull into that. I mean, yeah, a lot of the work, as we've talked about, is the, the prayer and the preparation and the planning and all of that. But what does it look like? What are the important things on the night before or the day of? What, is it, what are the first things as we go to present the talk? Yeah, well, I, th- I think the like something we talked about uh, previously was like practice like before you actually get there once you've written it it's really good just to to make sure you go through it a few times uh often i notice for me the difference between when i uh, have practiced my talk and when i haven't so like um last week i was talking about how uh or the other week i was talking about how you know i've got to go and write a talk and then I went and wrote a talk and I did that talk for youth group and it was all right, but I hadn't practiced it enough. So when I did it, it felt like a first draft. It, it didn't feel like a finished product. So the more effort you put into practicing it, once you get up there, you'll be much more comfortable to for and be able to kind of focus on what's going on around you rather than focusing mm-hmm. on making sure you get all the words right. Um, so you, you could be doing that for as you know as early as you can. Um, but generally, if you can get your talk finished, you finish writing it at least a day before you're giving it, then you've got a bit of space there to be practicing it. So doing that is good. Uh, I think making sure also that, you know, you just know, you know, you're, you're ready to go for all, like on the day you're ready to go. So you, if you've got a PowerPoint, you've got it ready. You've got it on a USB or you've got it in the cloud somewhere where it can be accessed, maybe have it multiple places because technology is always going to let you down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, 
whatever are your notes, make sure you got them kind of printed out, also ready to go. I usually use paper notes, um, not that I have many notes, but I use them because uh, I, I just don't like having my phone or an iPad just because like it, it jet, like it's just something else that can go wrong. And so I use my phone as a timer just to see how long I'm going for, but if that's not working, it's not a big deal. But mm. I also I want to make sure that the stuff that I'm relying on is analog. Um, so my Bible is analog and my notes are analog. Um, but maybe that's just me being an old guy. Uh, other people might be much more comfortable with their, mm. their digital products. Uh, yeah, so making sure all that's ready to go. And then, and then it's time. So praying uh, like it's the night. Uh, oh, you've got to make sure you, you know what you're wearing. That's important. Um, like it's some people don't have to think about it that much, but you probably shouldn't be wearing stuff that's too distracting for everyone. Like mm. if you're wearing a dirty T-shirt, then you might be like, oh, I'm being really humble. And like maybe you are, but also everyone's going to be thinking about that greasy stain on the front of your shirt. Good tip. Or, uh, yeah. Or if you're wearing like a T-shirt with like a phrase on it, then uh, you want to make sure your phrase is not going to be distracting or it's not going to be inappropriate. <laughs> uh, which, uh, yeah. So like I, I have a shirt which is, which has like a funny phrase on the front and it's, there's nothing rude about it, but it's a reference to something which is rude. And so people go, Oh, huh? and I'm like, I just want to wear it. Cause I won't wear it when I'm up the front. Like, I think it's funny. But I'm like, I don't want any people to be thinking, uh, is that rude or not? I'm like, I'm pretty sure it's not. But, you know, we just leave it. Like, as much as we can be not too distracting as best we can, um, you know, we should do that. Um, yeah. And then, like, if you're, if you're a woman, then you've got a whole extra lot of stuff that you've got to worry about. And I'm not, and I'm, I'm thankful that I don't have those extra pressures. But if you've got to be thinking about, as a woman, what you can what you wear on stage and, and how that works, you should go and talk to other women. Cause I've got, I don't have advice there. Cause I'm, I'm not one. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, once you, before you talk, like just a really practical things you want to make sure once you get to the place, you know where it is, uh, like where you are going to be standing when you speak, where you're going to put your notes, uh, where, like, who is it? Who's like running the PowerPoint. If you're doing it, who's your sound person. If there's a sound person, uh, you want to make friends with those people. Talk to whoever the MC is and make sure you know when you're going up. Um, yeah, massive. Like, yeah, I, I, like sometimes it, like it's easy for me to be like, to, I'll be like, all right, I know when the Bible reading happens, then I'll be up straight after that. But sometimes there's like an interview. People are like, we're going to interview you. And then the interview comes before the Bible reading. And then you're like, all right, so do I stay up here for the Bible reading or do I go sit down again or like – What's the connection there? Should I be bringing all my stuff up with me or should I not? Like, you can just sort that all out by talking to someone and being like, all right, when am I up the front? If you're interviewing me, what happens after that? And then, like, just be really clear. The clearer you are, the, the less distracted you're going to be. And that's what that's what you want so that you can be focusing, focusing on the talk. Um, I like to make sure also I know what my opening line is. Like, if, if I can get that that right, then I know that, um, you know, I, I kick off into the talk well. My, I, I've only been kind of working on this 
more recently because I've realized that my opening lines for a while they were all exactly the same line and I, every time I'd say uh, something like uh, I wonder if you've ever and then I'd go into whatever I was going to say and I realized that it doesn't really grab people if they hear you say the same thing every time you start and so I try and launch into something that will grab people's attention straight away mm. and sometimes it works sometimes I, I get a bit flustered but I feel a little bit weird giving this opening line that's not like kind of like relaxed but uh the but I but for people who are listening if they if you grab them straight away then it's, it's a great thing to do so mm. make sure you know what your opening line is um and yeah and before once you like you're in there you're ready to go start you know be praying and you know asking god to be at work asking god to help you to speak uh asking him to be you know using his word for his purposes um yeah the, the more i pray the better i feel about my talk and not that that's why you pray but but as i pray i know that that I, I'm reminded that it's not really about me and it's not mm -hmm. like I, I can say I can do the best talk ever and if God doesn't use it then it's, then it's useless and I can do the worst talk ever and God can use it in amazing ways so it's got to be him that's at work and so the, as I pray it kind of reminds me of that and I'm ready to go and speak because I'm I'm like I'm, I'm in the zone going all right I'm trusting trusting the Holy Spirit with this um yeah, so be praying, uh, and then then it's time to talk, and you, they'll invite mm. you up and ready to go. Now, that's really helpful. I, I think it's funny as you as I sit here listening to you talk about all the different layers. I think it's a they're often the, the pieces that are forgotten, especially for a young speaker, but but really for any preacher to always always remember. And you know, just as you were speaking, I was thinking, man, there's like technological things to think about. There's there's the physical room and space. There's the relational dynamics with people. There's the spiritual dynamics with you and God and with His presence around the room. Yeah. And 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 really, there's there's a whole bunch of things happening that it really isn't just just about you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, one one other thing that I realized, a practical thing, is just know how long you've got, and know where the mm. where your clock is, and that can be helpful because uh, you can be like. Going, going on for ages thinking you're going great and then everyone else is like oh my goodness how long is this going for and you don't know because you're you're like in the moment and you don't have a clock there so which is why i have my phone i put a timer on it and i know if i've got 20 minutes then i can watch watch the clock um yeah i i try and stick to time i'm i'm usually a little bit over which is always disappointing for me but uh yeah it's i, I do my best and it's it's really good having the clock there. Otherwise, you just I've got no idea what's going on. Yeah. So as you're you're doing the talk, then um, you just mentioned like good to be aware of time. That's really important. Want to honour the people that have um, asked you to come along. Um, what are some other um, guidances that you would give us as as speakers? Think through the background of your mind. How do you concentrate on your words, your talk, God, the people? What, what does that look like for you? And how, how do you talk about that in the book? Yeah. Um, so as, as you're giving the talk, there's 
like I said, like the better you know it, the easier it is to be paying attention to all the other stuff that's that's going on. Um, I I rarely kind of lose my place in a talk because I because the, the way I prepare is like it's I'm always preparing verbally, so it means that um, when I'm up there, I'm, I'm kind of in this flow, and so which means then you can be paying attention to what the other things that are going on. Um, you can be thinking about, okay, what's coming up next? You can be having a look at where people are in the room. Like it's good just to, to be keeping your eye across the whole room um, as you as you do your talk. So be making sure you're looking down the front and at people and then looking at the people in the middle, then looking at the people at the back. It's like, it's good to make sure you, you continue kind of scanning the audience uh, or the congregation because it's not an audience. Uh, but that's like something you can be doing as you do that you'll be getting feedback and there'll be some people there who are you know looking really bored and so sometimes they look bored because they are bored and sometimes they look bored because they just look bored and they're not actually bored they might be having a great time but there are other people who are going to be sitting there who are like really encouraging and they're like hey and if if you've got those people around yeah yeah then <laughs> then like hit on those people sometimes like make sure you kind of keep coming back to those ones and skip over the board people a, a bit more if you're feeling a little bit uh kind of confronted by what's going on because it can be difficult when you've got you know a kid in the front row with his you know hoodie on his head down and and you're like oh man i'm having a really bad time so then you know find that person who's like nodding and smiling and like oh yeah get get builds you up again and and like the the, the way that you do the talk often you feed off the energy of what's going on in the room. Um, and so if you can find where that that energy is, not in some kind of weird kind of, you know, the energy spiritual thing, but just like you will be getting visual feedback from someone and that buoys you up. And so as you get that feedback, um, that will help you along. And then as you kind of get more buoyed up, then that helps other people to get buoyed up as well. Um, I, I feel like I've, I've gone quite a lot on just how you look at the room but um i find that's 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 a pretty big deal for just keeping you keeping you going um uh, i i think that's helpful like i think there's definitely times where you're vulnerable you're talking and then you see someone with this resting angry face and you're like oh no i've preached heresy yeah um, and then there's this like you're still talking but there's this like background like no i've got to trust what i've written i've got to trust my work with god's word i've got to trust my research uh, it's also going to help if i look at that person who's like yeah you're doing great and yeah and there is there's that emotional side of it all and so they're, they're good tips i think they're yeah. really good tips that especially for young people starting out um being aware you're going to get a whole range of people yeah yeah, also uh, the thing, like, when you look at that angry person or they look angry and you're worried, oh, am I preaching heresy, then there's, oh, I don't know if this happens for you, but I get this kind of thing like, oh, maybe I should I should kind of fix what I'm saying so I can fix that problem that I think that they might have. And, and it's a really bad way to do things because if you're changing things on the fly, you don't actually know what problem they've got and if they've got any problem, but you're, like, trying to, you know, backpedal and, you know, fix your supposed problem and it's better just to like go with what you've prepared if you've 
made a big mistake, you'll hear about it afterwards and then you can fix that for later. But chances are uh, you're, you're fine and you've got to just trust your preparation and they just look angry, but they're not. Um, mm. So fix accidental heresy after the talk relationally, not on the fly. Or if you accidentally, yeah. But I mean, if you say the wrong thing on the fly, then you should fix it on the fly. But if you've prepared it and you've you've made a decision like, yeah, I don't. This is yeah. what I believe the Bible is teaching. Um, then then say it, and because um, that's that should be all have happened in your prep, and you can't be fixing things like that as you're going along. Uh, and another thing, like on a completely different note, to think about is. Uh, just uh, like how you move when you're on stage. Like uh, some people like move way too much and they kind of pace up and down the stage. Some people like, you know, drilled to one spot. Uh, if you've got kind of full notes and you've got them on a lectern, then you, you can't move that much. But if you can move a bit during your illustrations, then that's kind of useful to, to engage people visually. Um, a, a really a simple thing, which, which I sometimes remember to do is just remember that when you're speaking uh, you have to do everything in in mirror and so if you're talking about say like at the beginning of time then you have to start from your right hand and say from the beginning of time and then move to the end of time and and that way people will, when they see it they they look at it reading from left to right but you're going from right to left which is um Certainly not a big deal, but I, I regularly go, oh, it just throws you off if you see someone doing it backwards. Uh, if you're in a, you know, speaking in a context, you know, where people read from right to left, then uh, then you, you're fine. But we're not. Generally. <laughs> Love it. Love it. And so, yeah, actually, since you're there, like f physically, how what is the balance of like too many gestures, not enough gestures? Like, um, how much is it about finding what works for you, but also realizing it is helpful to engage people with your whole self, not just talking? Yeah, I think it, it changes from person to person. Like, you you don't want to um, you, you don't want to try and be someone who you're who you're not. And so, I use quite a lot of hand gestures. I th I think sometimes the kids in my youth group will mirror me while I'm doing it, which totally throws me off but they think it's fun so so i'll do this and then they'll be at the front going like this <laughs> um and I, I think like it's useful just because it like it can sometimes get you into it and it engages people with their eyes um so that can be helpful but you need to figure out what are you comfortable with um if you're just standing in one spot and you're not doing anything at all then why are people not just you know listening to a recording of you like you have the ability to use your whole body to engage the message. And so if you're talking about, you know, things that are up high, then, you know, go up high. And if you're talking about things that are down low, then go down low. Uh, if you are, you know, telling a story, then you can like point to like, you know, I was looking in the sky or, you know, and then I looked down on the floor or, or you know, as you do that, you kind of, you can engage the story a bit more as you create a space in the room um, as you kind of you know, bring people along with you. Um, but you do want to make sure that whatever you're doing is kind of makes sense with what you're doing. So 
if you're in a still moment, then stand still. Um, and if you're, if you there's stuff, you know, there's action in your words or action in your stories, then then move. Um, but don't just move for the sake of it. Like if you make a really deliberate move, then people will see it. And so if you say it's time for you to take a step from, you know, from death to life, then take a step from death to life, and people will will see that. Um, mm. uh, if if you want to take a say, it's time. We're just going to take a moment now to you got to reflect on what it is that's gone on for you. Then then stop and be still, um, because there's more going on than just just your words. Yeah, there you go. Mm. There's some ideas. Oh, one last maybe one last tip is if you're unsure about it, and this can be useful for anyone really is. Um, get someone to video you and then watch yourself give the talk. And then as you watch yourself, you'll pick up on those things that you do, which are, which are a bit weird. Um, <laughs> it's, it's very uncomfortable, but it's useful. And I, I guess as you shared in previous, um, our previous interviews, it, it, again, like preparing a talk, it's a bit of a journey of finding that calmness in yourself where habits start to decrease and, you really yeah. can choose what gestures and what part of yourself you use. But um, as we kind of head into our, our Q and A in a little bit live, um, just as we kind of come into land, what about once the talk? You got any tips for you finish the talk and then there's a lot ahead of us. What, what does that look like? What do you, what do you talk about in, in your book and what is some of the advice you give? Yeah, I, I I well, just when when you finish, like a really practical thing is, is to pray. Uh, like I pray out loud when I finish, um, because one, I mean, one obviously because it's good to pray and it's good to ask God to be applying what we've just thought about to our lives. But the other like practical reason to do it is because uh, it, it focuses people back to God um, and not to you. And, and we don't know what to do when someone finishes talking. And and they just finish like as we're in a group, and so we're conditioned to be like, oh, let's clap, um, and we don't we don't want to clap. Um, so so I pray to make sure that people don't clap me, uh, and make sure that people are focused back on God. Um, yeah, it, it just solves like kind of the, that awkwardness. Um, no, good, good. So so doing that. Um, then once you're done, like once you leave the stage, um, then drink some water uh, because you'll probably need some. Um, but keep praying. Um, find if you've got friend friendly people who are near you, then you know be near someone friendly who will be like, "Well done, good job," because you're you're pretty vulnerable at that point in time. Like you come off. Most of the time, well, I come off going, oh, man, that was not very good. Or, or that was all right, but I don't know. Like you're thinking about all the things that you did wrong and you're thinking about the person with the angry face and you're worried about what they're going to say to you afterwards. Like you, you want to be in a place where you're feeling a bit safer at that point in time. Like if there's feedback that's coming, then that can come, but maybe it, allow that to happen a little bit later. Like maybe not even on the night. Like if someone's got something to say to you, um, then just let say to them, oh yeah, you know, I'd love to chat to you about how you found it, but perhaps we can talk about that uh, tomorrow or something, or can give me a call, send me an email or something like that. 
Uh, unless you're really keen to, you're like, yeah, let's let's go. Like, but most of the time, it's better just to to hold off to make sure you you know you've got people around you who are just going to be kind to you. Um, the ones who don't love to give you honest feedback all the time. Um, and then, you know, and then, then relax because it takes, takes it out of you. So spend whatever it is that you do to relax, do it. So mm. I, I was, you know, often feel like I'm just like, I need to decompress or just sit on the couch and watch Netflix for a bit. Um, and that, that helps. Um, you don't want to be running through the talk in your head and all that kind of stuff. Cause it's, it's done now. You've got to trust God with it. Mm. And then a few days later, then, then you can, you know, do the, the feedback. So if there's a recording, like listen to it and then you'll figure out what you did well and what you can do better. Um, sometimes I'll listen to recordings and I'll, and I'll be like, Oh, that wasn't as bad as I thought. And other times I'll listen and be like, Oh gosh. Yeah. <laughs> so I thought I was doing better than I was. So, you know, recordings are really useful to give you a more objective mm. um, view of what you've done. And as you, the more you do it, the more you're comfortable you'll be with hearing yourself. Um, yeah. And, and then uh, if you're going to do the talk again, then, you know, make any notes that you want so about like what you can do better next time. Um, and then, you know, get on with life and trust Jesus that, you know, he will make sure that his word does its job. Love it. Love it. Well, Tom, thanks again. Um, no worries. Thanks for your time. And uh, yeah, this is Talks That Don't Suck. You can get it free uh, on a link that we'll share or you can order it from Kurong. And yeah, yeah it's exciting to um, be able to share this and interview you. And now we're going to go live. So um, if anyone has questions, get them ready and yeah. ask away. I'll, uh, I'll see you in the live very soon. We'll see you then.